Pierre, you wanna come out here? In New York, I mainly rock. Hiding in my socks. Running from a up. And I shoot that up. And I'm on the block. I just blabbed into what I thought was my, a live microphone for, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes. Welcome to, ep and I wasn't recording. So there's that. Welcome to episode two of Midlife Surfer. There are um, suburban white kids roaming the streets with their moms because we're on lockdown or we're on shelter in place restrictions. Coronavirus is real. The struggle is real. This is not a drill. People are advised to stay home, walk six feet from each other, and uh, and not spread this this really mysterious COVID nineteen or coronavirus. And I'm doing my part as a citizen as well. I, I'm not worried about getting it. I'm, I may have already had it. Who knows? But I don't want to share it with anybody, especially the elderly. My kids are home from school, mandatorily, which it just occurred to me last night. It, it's um. Well, I was selfishly just bummed out that we'd be having to deal with our uh, crazy six-year-old and three-year-old boys, because boy, they're nuts. All they do is wrestle and fight and cry and whine, but, uh, but they're home. Right now I'm driving, and my, my wife, by the way, is um, she works a handful of days a week, but she's doing a great job as a, um, as a homeschool teacher. She made an agenda for them already. She's got them on a program. And, I just had this pang of sadness yesterday thinking, you know, my little boy's not going to be able to see his, uh, his friends for uh, an indefinite period. It's, it's really weird. Hopefully we can get some play dates scheduled and I don't know. I'm uh, off to Scott's Valley Market right now to pick up a couple gallons of milk, some beans and some tortillas. Um, there's word that there's going to be a rush on supermarkets and indeed a lot of these, uh, these shelves are empty. Um, with a lot of common items because people are hoarding food. So when everyone else is hoarding food, it kind of forces your hand. I have CC in the car with me right now. That's my big fat dumb chocolate lab. We're making a quick run. It's, uh, it's about 10 a.m. in the morning. I took a break from some office work and, and offered to go grab some food. Hey, thank you for listening. My first episode, I'm sure it's mostly just friends and family, but I had, I don't know, 27 listeners. And in fact, um, the the site that that helps me with my podcast blueberry uh, that that hosts my cast i guess um list statistics as well and um i see that people listen in nigeria and in uh, norway and my buddy ben smartly pointed out that those listening in nigeria might be just um um id trollers or uh you know uh, identity theft <laughs> people so i may keep my identity identity a little more anonymous just uh for the protection of my um i don't know my tax return. How's this going to affect the lineups in Santa Cruz? If you're listening, perhaps you're not dealing with this, you know, wherever you are. Maybe you don't have to stay home. But I'm going to go surfing tomorrow morning early. And I'm kind of curious if people are going to be in the water or not. Will there be more people in the water or less people? It's going to be cold as shit. Um, it's kind of rainy right now. The tide's going to suck too. It's going to be like four and a half feet. At six, you know, a.m. six thirty, I'll probably be paddling out around six fifteen or so. Maybe at the beaches, be small at the beach. I like smaller. I like small waves that are fast. You know, I don't like getting beat up on beach breaks relentlessly. I have a surf trip planned in Mexico in June. Is that even going to happen? 
who knows it's in Baja shipwrecks nine palms those are the two spots we're gonna hit I'm nervous my father-in-law told me to get ready for you know 10 12 foot faces which um, made me think oh shit <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to deal with 10 and 12 foot faces I want nice four foot chest high runners that just peel I went surfing in Capitola last week early in the morning again I did not want a longboard I'm just not into longboarding but my shortboard revolution has come to a just a kind of a slow slow jog to a halt I picked up a 710 Juno egg shape and it's it, it might be the best board for me it's two and three quarters thick it's 710 long it's 21 and a half or 21 and three quarter wide single fin Michelle's you know just makes kick-ass boards for me I like them a lot um, it's a matte finish I'll post a picture of it on Instagram shortly midlife surfer podcast at Instagram um, I'm gonna set up another email account and I'll let you know what that one is I'll update the information on this podcast as well I'm still recording good thank God um, yeah, I like the board a lot. It, it, it allows you to kind of get into waves early like a longboard. I went out with almost virtually everyone was a longboarder. I was kind of in a bad mood, and I decided I was going to be aggressive. Uh, Capitola is uh, a really laid-back spot. Everyone in the morning is in a good mood, which is nice. I'm just pulling into the knob, or rather Scott's Market Valley Market parking lot here. I, I uh, Before long, I'm going to pause this thing, go shop, and I'll come back, and I have a story about getting a board uh, built. If you've ever had a custom board made, I recommend it. It's pretty. It's a pretty fun experience. Anyway, I'll tell you about my uh, session real quick. I went out very aggressive, and not aggressive like I'm going to go and be the top alpha dog at the main peak. Capitola is a mellow spot. It's a great longboarding spot. I've made a lot of friends out there. Many of them are over the age of. I'll be kind. You know, many of them are older than me. Um, which I'm fine with because you know you're at pleasure point you're at the hook you're at the lane people are sitting there the water's up to their nipples because they're on you know uh, potato chip shortboard they have mean scowls on their face and it's just competitive and I am competitive but not that competitive especially when it comes to something I'm not that good at <laughs> like surfing so uh, I went to Capitola I, I, there's something called I, I like I call it it's my own term that I thought of or maybe I heard it on actually I heard it on a podcast called kook cast which is really what this one should be called but um, it's actually a kind of a cool podcast there are two guys I believe now I think they're in LA now formerly on the, the east coast and I don't know if they run a surf school or not but they have a lot of nice tips and they just interview random surfers and I'm going to do the same myself. So shout out to Coopcast. I recommend that one. Other podcasts I like, The Grit is absolutely my favorite. David Lee Scales, Chaz Smith, Surf Splendor, David Lee Scales. There's also something called, I believe, The Boardroom, Scott Bass. He's been doing it forever. I think he's the original pod father. David Lee Scales, uh, Surf Splendor, started his podcast literally around the time I started surfing, and he really helped me progress. And, I met him uh, once or twice, and I emailed him back and forth a little bit. And he's a cool guy, and he was inspiration for doing this. So thank you, David. Sorry if I'm uh, ripping you off. Um, so I was aggressive. There's one guy who goes to the lineup who laughs like a hyena. Um, he's a nice older fella. He was just on the shoulder paddling, and 
they wasn't catching a damn thing and I just couldn't help but just go right into the main peak where the energy of the wave was and just go over and over and over and catch them. The waves were small though, like knee high, waist high, and I was staying low. That's a, that's a nice tip that I, a mantra I have to myself when I'm paddling for a wave. Stay low, stay low, stay low, stay low. You get in that catcher's position. It's weird because if you did a crouching position right now on flat land, you know, your legs get tired, but when you're surfing, you don't even think about that. That's one of the best parts about surfing. You're so present. You lose your mind for not that long, two, three, four, five, ten seconds. Who knows? Ten seconds is a killer wave. And usually it's like two seconds, like, uh, uh, I'm gonna go up the way, and then pff, closes out. I jump off, I dismount my I dismount my board in an ungraceful way. You can always tell the good surfers, by the way, they get off of their board, you know? They stomp on the tail and they just do a quick little U-turn. Just paddle right back out. I jump off my board more than I should. But when I'm cogent, when I'm lucid, I just kind of lean really far back. One guy just left. I just watching one guy leave Scotts Valley Market. and He's got a 12-pack of uh, Lagunitas IPA, so he has his priorities straight. I may do the same. Now's a good time to not drink too much to get some sleep and just to kind of keep your mind right and stay healthy. So, I don't know, I caught 20 waves or something. I, I felt greedy. I wasn't burning anybody. Um, I was going left. There's a nice left that emerges over there occasionally. Um, I had a really fun time, actually. I went back and, and really appreciated this, uh, this egg, this Juneau egg, 710. And it can handle some big stuff. So I'm going to Baja in June, hopefully, if uh, the government allows me to and if things are safe. Um, and I think I'm going to bring this board. I think it would be a good one for big waves. I've also been looking at this board. I mentioned um, Sojourn was the, the, the gentleman's name. It escapes me, but the company was called Sojourn. He's an electrician who built this board for my father-in-law as a gift. And it's probably the coolest gift my father-in-law has ever given me. Um, it means a lot to me. It's a seven, it's same size, 710. I guess you'd call it a fun shape, except the rocker on it is heavy. I mean, it's like really uh, rockers. Of course, I'm talking about the nose. I know a lot of people are listening or friends and family, so they don't really know what rocker means. Um, they'll stop listening after a while, though, because it's going to get boring to them. But, you know, the rocker, the nose tilting upward. So the larger the wave, the more curvature you want in the board. So you don't pearl the board, meaning the nose sticks in the water and you just fly off. The curvature of the board is going to be able to hit the curvature of the, the bottom of the wave. And hopefully you could take a turn and shoot down the line and then do a big old top turn like Kadoosh! spraying buckets of water. Just kidding. That's what I'd like to do. But anyway, so um, this board's that my father-in-law gave me might be really nice for Mexico as well. It's uh, 21 inches wide. It's three, I think, and an eighth thick. And it's got a swallow tail and a really pointy nose. So I hardly surf it. One, because I'm scared to death of dinging it because it just means so much to me. But maybe dinging it would do it justice and uh, add some character to it as well. And that's probably how, how my father-in-law would like it. And I probably need to surf that, that damn thing more. Surfing's weird, you know, it's like, um, I don't know, it's like, it's like getting your first pair of Yeezys, which I did a couple weeks ago. Second you get a pair, you want to get another one. Or, uh, you know, collecting Rolexes, or, uh, you know, you see people go nuts with, I know some people who, you know, have guns, and then I could tell, once you get one gun, you got to get the other gun. And anyway, 
It's a hobby, I guess. It's a hobby that can cost a lot of money, and that is a 2020 resolution for me. One, to start a podcast about surfboards, and the other to stop buying surfboards. <laughs> so, because you got to appreciate what you have, you know? And, um, you know, you buy, you know, you have enough boards, you're not going to surf them all. And for me, at least, you know, my buddy Ben down in Huntington Beach, you know, he has two boards. He has a kind of an all-arounder, sacral, chameleon shape. Google it. It's a cool-looking ride. And then he has a twin fin, Almeric fish. And he's, those are the only two boards he has. And there's something really pretty about that, um, I think. There's something elegant in its simplicity. Um, so I'm trying to do that now. Uh, in fact, I have my, uh, my big yellow fish that I talked about uh, my last podcast is over at Sawyer Land and Sea for sale right now because I just didn't surf it enough. After I told you how much I liked it, I, I, I took it out three or four more times and it was just too damn big and bulky and it wasn't what I wanted. I did an impulse buy. I got that 710 egg. Adam Rapogli knocked a couple hundred bucks off for me at Billabong. And I freaking love that board. So I have my egg. I have my nose rider. I have my stretch it. My 6'8 stretch. That's become my de facto high performance shortboard. It's kind of a, a hybrid board as well. It's kind of an egg shape. And, and then I have the, the board my father in law gave me. And, um, and the Weirdo Ripper, too. That Weirdo Ripper Channel Islands. I let uh, my buddy Clay borrow that for a little bit, too. And I probably will move on from that, too. Maybe sell it back to Jason for. The same 350 bucks he sold it to me for or marketed on Craigslist. I'll give him first dibs. So anyway, I had a decent session. I don't know. Got it in for an hour. I think it was a weekend morning. My wife was kind enough to uh, let the kids drive her nuts while I got out there. And um, it never hurts to go surfing. It's like exercising. You never regret it. I never do. Um, I caught many waves. I went right many times. I did it on this egg while others longboarded. I did not do the main peak. I did something I like to call insider training, which, um, as mentioned before, I learned from Kootcast. And by that, I mean, I took the waves on the inside. You know, the ones, the tide was kind of low, too. It was dropping quickly, I think down to like, I don't know, a half a foot, which means, you know, you're at some point you're surfing over knee-high water with rocks. And that's another reason not to just jump off your board when you dismount <laughs> with a wave. Because there are rocks out there, and I've uh, banged my board on plenty of them. One time I jumped off my board and a rock landed right, right. I mean, I just sat right on down on a freaking rock. Didn't go up my ass, luckily, but, uh, but it damn near bruised my tailbone. So, good news is rocks don't move. So, if you kind of know the spots where they are, then you can avoid them. But I enjoy my egg. I get low, you know, you catch that wave and my, my mantra is just to stay low. Get that front foot under your chest and just stay the hell low. So many moms with their kids out in this parking lot right now. It's kind of an empty parking lot. Everyone's sheltered in place. Cece and I are seeking refuge in my Honda Pilot. Okay, I gotta go in and get some milk. When I come back, as I drive home, I'm going to describe my experience getting a board shaped by the great stretch William Rydell. Holla. I'm back. I'm loading groceries. I got two gallons of milk, uh, tortillas, beans, 
Already got a lot of ground beef. I mean, I'm loaded up with food. We got tons of food. I read that you can freeze milk though, but I think you should pour a little bit of milk out first so it doesn't expand and explode in your freezer. I don't know, but I loaded up on some milk too. And they actually had toilet paper available too. Did not pick up any booze. It did cross my mind though. I'm out of Makers. Vinny Tortorich from the Adam Carolla podcast says that Makers Mark or any said bourbon or tequila or scotch are the three most healthiest spirits if you must drink. And sometimes I indeed must drink among other things. But um, okay, hang on. That shopping cart back. So have you ever gotten a board custom made? Cece's good. She stinks, but she's in the car. She's a good dog. I've, um, I don't know how many boards I've had custom made. I've had a, four or five of them, and it's a fun experience. And I, I really enjoy, uh, I mentioned uh, Michelle Junot a couple times, and he's become a friend, um, if not just a professional acquaintance, but a really friendly guy. He's a damn friend, but you know, based on uh, me buying boards off him, of course. Not that he wouldn't be my friend otherwise, but that's how I know him, and that's the only time I talk to him usually. And he's just a cool guy. I could go in a shop, and I really enjoy craftsman. God, I hate to use that word because it's so cliche, but, you know, I call on cabinet shops and furniture makers and, uh, you know, my father-in-law is a custom home builder and um, I really appreciate that. It's just magic to me how these guys make things with their hands. I'm not, I'm not not handy around the house, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not building any furniture in my spare time. Um, so that's the same vibe with surf you know these shapers and you know there's like something like 50 or 60 shapers in santa cruz you know when i first started surfing i thought uh, you know they were just basic shapes you know a surfboard was a surfboard the way a football is a football or a baseball bat sure you can order different you know lengths and ounces and weights but they're kind of standardized you, know, you go to big five and you get what you get i just thought surfboards were similar i had no idea that there were so many variances and volume and tail design and rocker and foil and you know if I keep this up hopefully we can do some deep dives into those kind of design um, those kind of design differences because honestly I still have a lot to learn and you know my nose rider has for instance a soft edge in the tail and I do feel that I could feel the water sucking on that tail to hold cantilever me so I'm supposed to uh, do you know cross step and do some stylish nose ride which I never do but anyway I digress I walked into stretch surfboards shop and stretch right first thing is I called and I said I asked if he was gonna be available for a shaping appointment and the kind lady picked up she said he's not here now he'll be in the shop around 10 30 or so so it's a really busy shop it's different than michelle's you know you know it's more of a kind of a one-man two-man shop i think he has a laminator a glasser maybe another shaper who's renting a space but um stretch i walked in and he lives in a live oak or he works in live oak santa cruz and i, I know him because his reputation uh is is funny to me he's on i've heard him on local radio and he's a really outspoken conservative which is fine with me i'm middle of the road uh politically speaking um i think it's ridiculous that we have to run the corners and choose teams and because i'm democrat i have to believe this because i'm republican i have to believe this i just think it's silly but I do, have, I do appreciate people speaking their mind boldly. And if you like Trump, I don't think you're a dumb racist. 
And if you like Bernie Sanders, I don't think you're a stupid communist either. I, I, I just, I think civility is something we're lacking here. We all come from different perspectives and um, I wish we, we had more of it. But anyway, he's outspoken conservative. So I've heard him on uh, local radio before. Ooh, someone's getting pulled over in front of me. Well, listen to that. Had him on the radio too. As if he didn't know to pull over, the guy had to get on his loudspeaker and tell him. Anyway, um, do I need cash? No. Okay, what was I saying? Bill Rydell. So I pop in the shop. First thing I'm thinking, well, first of all, I'm nervous. I get this pang of nervousness because you know I've been playing guitar since I was 14, but even when I walk into a guitar shop still, you just kind of get that, that energy, you know? Like, you feel like you're a kook, kind of like, you know, the other guy's looking at you, they're more know-it-all than you, but that's not the truth, you know, it's just, it's just all perspective, so I said, hey, is, uh, you know, uh, what do I call him, Bill, William, Stretch, I said, I, I called him Stretch, I said, Stretch around, just a second, I wait five minutes, I'm looking at his boards, he works in this, it's cool, he's got a, kind of a retail shop uh, upstairs, he's got some offices, he's got multiple rooms, Lord knows what they do in those rooms, like shaping, laminating, I don't know. It's an EPS board I wanted, and he came out, and he um, he's cool. He's got a cigar hanging out of his mouth. He's an older fella. He's slim and tall, which is maybe why he gets the name Stretch, I would guess, I hope. And uh, <coughs> he's just got a way about him. He's kind of... In my perspective, I just he's very self-assured, and I like it. He has kind of a skeptical look in his eye. Um, he, he, you know, he, he did a great job uh, with me, and uh, I don't mean I mean this in the way it's intended. He's not concerned with what you think about him. He's not concerned with making you like him, which which I kind which I respect. And I've heard him be outspoken, <laughs> especially in 2016 about politics and. He came out and I go, hi, what do you prefer I call you, Stretch or Bill or William? He goes, call me whatever you want. Okay. He's smoking his cigar, which is kind of cool too. You never see anyone smoking indoors anymore. I kind of dug that. And um, I said, all right, I'll call you Bill if that's okay. He said, yeah, it's fine. So what can I do for you? I said, well, first of all, I like your open mind politically. I, I appreciate how you're outspoken. You know, I just, and he cuts me off. He goes, I don't have an open mind. Oh, okay. I believe in two things. I believe in the Constitution and capitalism. It's like, shit, it's hard to argue with that. All right, well, okay then. Well, I appreciate then how you are outspoken in this town in Santa Cruz, which, let's just say, if you're not on the woke side of things, you know, you're kind of keeping your mouth shut around here. <laughs> At least I am. I, I Either way, I, I don't want to ever draw political attention to myself in, in, any, in any direction in this town. This town's kind of... I don't know. You see Santa Cruz is here. I'll just say that much. So we get over that. I say, what the cigars are you smoking? He shows me the brand. He said, they're three bucks each. He has this bulk pack. He reaches and tosses me one. He's like, fuck yeah. Cool. I wanted to light it up there, but I thought maybe that'd be a little too, I don't know. I, I'm his guest in his shop. So I was just held it on for later. So I said, okay, well, listen, I, uh, I surfed my buddy's Firewire. Uh, he had a Tomo design. Uh, Manresa and I was trying to duck dive it and I kept going over the falls and my technique sucks and I just want something that's a good foray into being into into getting on a shorter board you know I've I've ridden these you know long boards I have this big you know fish he made me I have this egg I have these boards and and now this is what I want to ride and he goes 
How often do you surf? I go, about once a week. And he goes, ah, he had this pain look on his face. Like, that was just the wrong answer. He kind of shakes his head, takes a puff off his cigar. You got to surf more than once a week. Well, fuck, tell me about it. But, you know, easier said than done. Secondly, he goes, uh, how much do you weigh? About 180 pounds. All right. He goes, how many waves do you get when you surf? And maybe I undersold my abilities because I never feel like I didn't get that many waves. Like, I usually get a couple. But I said, like, in my head, I'm thinking just solid rides. You know, I mean, ask yourself now if, if you surf, how many waves do you get in a session? And maybe I'm wildly off. But I said, I don't know, two, three. Same response. Oh, like, that looked like, ah, oh, you freaking wrong answer again, dude. I said, well, okay. And I'm just kind of like, you know, listening to him, watching him. He kind of shakes his head. All right, I don't think you're gonna like my boards. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna like my boards, is what he says. I said, well, I before I spent you know a thousand bucks on a board, I certainly appreciate you saying that. Uh, why, why would you say that? He didn't really answer the question. He just goes three things. Maybe it was two things. Unless I can't remember. Number one. You got to surf more than once a week. You got to get out two, three times a week if you want to get better, which I'm not arguing with on that. So, but you know, good luck with that when you're working and uh, you have kids and you're trying to make money and make things happen. You're not just fucking off surfing the whole time. Although that sounds awesome. Other thing. Oh, here it was. You need to learn to duck dive and you need to learn to turn. Yes, sir. Okay. I want to learn those three things. So it goes through this duck diving lesson, which he gave me, which I appreciate. And actually, I still have it in my head when I'm out there. You know, first thing you do, push that board straight down like you're doing a push-up, right? Then you want to kick it. So what do you mean kick it? Put your foot on it. So you're taking that board down 45 degrees. Boom, the nose of it, right? You're sinking the nose. He's arguing that the bigger the nose is, because I'm thinking, well, isn't this too big of a, a board to duck dive? He, he's actually saying the more, you know, if you get the board underwater and it has a wide nose, you can actually get it deeper underwater, which I don't know the science on that, but hey, I'm in. In for a penny, in for a pound. And you want to kick it. What's well, kicking me? Get your foot on the board. Step down on it. So you're going 45 degrees, nose down. Then you step on the board. You're flattening it out. And then, this is where you got real technical. <laughs> then you lift the nose of the board up. Uh, like 33 degrees and then it's gonna push you through the back of the wave he told me this story of how he did that motion paddling all the way out at sunset or you know some Hawaiian break that I'll never surf which I thought was pretty impressive and he recommended I look up John John Florence doing it in a swimming pool and in fact I did if you google like John John duck diving pool I mean, he kind of just does this like dolphin. It's amazing. I mean, he's a super athlete. He probably weighs 130 pounds, but he's an amazing athlete. Uh, doesn't matter how much he weighs. He could weigh 330 pounds and he'd still kick my ass in surfing. I don't know about a fight. He'd probably beat me up in a fight too, but I don't, hey, I'd like my chances. I'm willing to give it a shot, John John. I'm laying down the gauntlet right now. Hit me up, dog. Midlife Surfer Podcast at Instagram. Slide in my DMs. I know you're off, you know, WSL-wise till next, you know, till freaking probably 2021. Let's get it on, dude. If anything, come and teach me how to duck dive first. Anyway, yeah, John John doing this dolphin move all the way across the pool and back. It's pretty impressive. So he told me he didn't, I wasn't going to like his boards. And he, and he didn't really tell me why. And, and then he 
gave me a lesson in duck diving. And then um, he said, here's the board I want for you. He showed me his it model. Google it. Look it up. Actually, I posted it on Midlife Surfer Podcast on Instagram. It's, uh, I mentioned it before. It's 21 and a half. It's two and three quarters. It's kind of an egg shape. Six, eight, 42 liters. So I, I could push it underwater and duck dive it. I've taken it out, I don't know, 10, 12 times so far. And I just haven't vibed with it like the way I wanted to yet. You know, like when you get a new board, maybe you don't, you get something new and immediately you like it. You have a great experience with it. And there's probably some, um, there's probably some, oh, some mental aspect of that. Um, you know, it's new, you know, nothing, you never run faster than when you got those new running shoes on and, and blah, blah, blah. But, um, I just haven't clicked with it as much, but I need to because that board, I want to take that board, my egg, and then my father-in-law's 710 to Mexico. But I, I want to make sure I have a board that is relatively close to a short board for Mexico because if it's big, I, I need to be able to have a board to manage. You know, one thing I learned about lower volume boards, and my paddling's legit, I could, I could bust out some pull-ups and I got decent back strength. I think my paddling's legit. Uh, so lower volume doesn't bother me as much, but you know what's nice is to have a lower volume board that you can push underwater when you got a mountain of white water coming at you rather than letting it blast you back 100 yards. <laughs> you can get under it and let it blast you back 50 yards <laughs> and struggle to get back out there again. So anyway, um, that was basically it. You know, he took me back to his office. I gave him a down payment of a couple hundred bucks. He, uh, he, he made me feel good about the purchase. Um, it's a bright, it's bright white too. It's really cool. You know, what, what kind of lamination do you want on it? Yes. What color do you want it? Where do you want the logos? You know, it's a five fin, you know, he gave me, he's got these sweet Google stretches, uh, quad fin setup made by futures. They're pink. They're pretty dope. I first saw them, my buddy Ben down in Huntington beach. Um, he's got them, uh, on one of his boards. So, uh, Anyway, it's pretty, they're pretty cool. Um, and and I, I wanted them on mine too. Okay, I'm driving and I'm distracted. So that's my story about getting the board shaped. I, I picked it up, you know, four weeks later and uh, and it's, it really feels good under the arm. He's got these grab rails on it too. Uh, you know, these, these, these channels dug into the rails so you can, you know, put your thumb into it. And, and uh, apparently that actually is kind of a corrugated, you know, engineering design that makes the board stronger. It's EPS, you know, expanded. I think it's polystyrene foam is what it stands for. It's not polyurethane. So it's weird. Uh, people say they float better. I'm no physicist. I don't understand how a 42 liter polyurethane board would not float as well as a 42 liter EPS board. I mean, liters are liters, but I could be wrong. It does feel kind of buoyant, but that might be just because it's so... That's so funny. His sister and her brother bombing a hill on a Razor skateboard in my hood right now. So many people are outside walking. Interesting times. Get out and walk. It's really good for you. Vitamin D is good for you. And everyone is so squirrely. How you doing? I got some nice neighbors. Anyway, that's my stretch shaping conversation uh, story. And probably not as entertaining as me getting pounded in Manresa surf, but... You know, I'm going to interview uh, my buddy Eric soon. Eric is not a notable surfer. He's not famous. And you probably really didn't think you wanted to hear from him. But I'm going to interview him anyway because I need to put something up. And uh, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to talk to people about their favorite surfboards. If you're listening and you surf, 
I'm just kind of curious. So let me know you listen to this if, if you don't know me. Because <laughs> I'm kind of curious if real people are going to be listening to this. So many people are outside right now walking. It's wild. All right. Uh, thank you again for listening. I'm going to refer to you as you personally now. Uh, my producer, Adam Montiel, reminded me in radio, you want to talk directly to the listener, not say you guys or speak in the plural. Podcasts are intimate. I'm in your head. I'm in your ear. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, I'll catch you next time. I'll let you know how my next surf session goes. If you have a favorite board, hit me up on Instagram. I think DMing me on Instagram is the way to go. Midlife Surfer Podcast. And I'm going to get a new email soon. And I'll start sharing that as well too. So anyway, adios. Thank you for listening. I haven't come up with the catchy uh, phrase yet to say goodbye. But I will soon. For now, adios. Thanks for listening. And I'm on the block. Every rock, uh, running from the cop, uh, shooting at the ops. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yeah. Pierre, you wanna come out? Bitch, I'm in that open.